0: Welcome to Adventures from the Bedrooms of African Women, the podcast where we talk all things, sex, sexuality, and pleasure. Today, we asked our listeners to invite us into their bedrooms to share whatever they wanted to share with us. Here's their celebration, challenges, heartbreak, and happiness about sex.
1: Hi, hey, hello there. So you want to enter my bedroom, eh? Charlie, that is like worth four dissertations, but for the sake of how brief time I had, I'll give you an abstract.
2: Ami is a PhD student, an actress, a singer, a filmmaker, an author, just all around amazing girl.
1: So um, growing up in in Ghana, the idea of dating, like when you heard dating, you were like, oh, this person is dating that person, and that person is dating that person, which really meant they were in a relationship. So you can imagine how confused I have have been recently when I'm starting to rediscover that dating is the process of going on dates. Like yo, in my head, that's a trap, man because i i man like if i'm dating you then it means we are together but really we are not together apparently so in short my whole life is confused but i mean let's let now let's even talk about dating in in the context of um you know even going out with someone or um being in a relationship with someone i've never been the one to be like i let's date it's never been me um I've kind of just like fallen into re- relationship- relationships situationships. <laughs> and usually when it happens, it's like, yeah, you go with the flow, but you know, after I um my last long-term relationship, like long-term, I'm talking like four and four years and change long-term relationship. I didn't date for a few years and I was like, Oh, okay. You know, starting to find me and like, you know, become familiar with who I am. And that also involved, you know, an expanding collection of sex toys, which I am so shameless about because I, ooh, those vibrators and my favorites, the glass dildo. I mean, that plastic shit cool but the glass though. the glass dildo oh child. anyway so just figuring that out and then learning that dating is actually the process of going on dates yeah me i'm confused though so my bedroom is in a confused state as it stands but if dating is low commitment then it means i can have my whole face Because dating people doesn't mean I have to be with them. But I haven't still figured out how to say, let's go on a date. Hey, so you are listening to someone who wants to activate their whole face, but haven't quite yet found the words to say, let's go on a date. Whole face. Whole face, where art thou? Locate me, whole face. Please, we have increased our sexual knowledge of self. Whole face, I am finding you. Okay? Find me. Find me back.
3: Hmm?
0: Find me back. I really connected with this story from Ami. You know, especially what she was saying about how in Ghana, if you say you're dating somebody, it means you're actually in a relationship with them. Right. Whereas, like in the Western world, if you say you're dating somebody, it literally just means you've gone out with a person mm-hmm. and you're trying to get to know them. Like, I connected with that so much.
2: 100%. And it's like, even when I was growing up, I don't know if you experienced this in Ghana as well. Like you, if you were dating, you were dating for marriage. Yes. Yes.
0: (laughs) Even at that young age, you're kind of dating and thinking, oh, is this a person I'm going to end up with forever? Mm -hmm. Yeah, gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Dating just needs to be fun. Just needs to be like, I'm trying to get to know you. Yeah. And we might be together for... A short while we might be together for a long while. We might be together while we're also still together with other people. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Let's all be together.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Thank you, Amy, for sharing your diary with us and inviting us into your bedroom. (laughs) And next we enter the bedroom of Jessica. Mm.
2: Let me tell y'all about Jessica. Jessica is one of the sexiest women I've ever met.
0: Okay. Yeah, she
2: just exudes it.
0: Yeah. yeah. And she's written like a couple of posts for the Adventures blog, so people should check that out as well. They should definitely check that out, and you will see the exudation of the <laughs> <laughs> Love it. She's an African radical feminist. She's passionate about bodily autonomy and positivity. and just she's just all round like gank-ho about woman's
2: pleasure. Absolutely. Let's listen in to what Jessica has to say. Yes.
4: Calm. This is the only word I can think of to describe how I feel. I am in a state of much awaited peace. (sighs) I am falling back in love with myself and my body. And I miss that. And I absolutely love the days and the mornings when this is how I feel. And I love it even more now because this year, this year kind of started rough. No, and that left me with so much anxiety and so much stress I did not even realize I was under, and it took its toll. I felt so dissociated from myself and from my body and from my spirit. My energy was not clear, and I walked around carrying all of that, and that left very little room for myself. So to find myself on the other end of that with the clouds clearing and the weight lifting, I am so glad. I am surrounded by a peaceful quiet, a hopeful quiet, and I feel relief and I feel glad that I finally took the step to take a solo vacation just to get in touch with myself again. I think I should do that more often. <laughs> I should. And yes, by that I absolutely mean I fully intended to pleasure myself to every orgasmic length that I could because it, it, it had also been a while since I was in touch with myself in that way. Hmm. <laughs> I drift off into my fantasy of him. The one man who has the ability to awaken my body just by smiling. Whenever he texts me, even with a simple hi, my body awakens. (laughs) when he says my name in the only way in the way that only he can my body responds I do miss him he's not here he's nowhere near me right now he's a bit too far out of my reach right now so All I have is my fantasy of him and my thoughts of him and the image of him and what I think he would feel like now. Just the thought of that that floods my body with a familiar warmth. I miss that warmth too. I still remember how he smelled. (laughs) I also remember how he felt on top of me. I remember how he looked deep in my eyes before he kissed me. <laughs> he's never seen me now. He's, um, he's never seen my body as I approach 30. He's, he's never seen how my breasts look now, how much fuller they are. He adored them before. And I wonder what he'd do to them now. (sighs) Fuck, I miss him. And I really miss his tongue. (laughs) I think of him whispering in my ear of how much he wants to fuck me over the desk. And I think of him telling me the story of how we met before making love to me again until we fall asleep in each other's arms, knowing we're both safe in that embrace. And then I open my eyes (laughs) and I smile, knowing that my thoughts of him are now a part of the peace that I feel. And I take that with me for a very long, long hot shower. Tonight I sleep naked, and tonight I feel every part of me. Tonight I feel him on me, and I let myself feel the warmth in my body, feel my warmth in my body, until I make myself come. And I let myself feel the electricity as I reach my orgasm. And I laugh and I take in the quiet again until I fall asleep.
0: You know what? I love this audio because it's just so hot and sexy. Makes you want to do things to yourself.
2: Even if you're afraid to do things to yourself, it makes you want to try to do things for yourself. (laughs) Are you trying to confess (laughs) you're afraid to do things to yourself? Oh, me, I'm not afraid. Okay. I'm not afraid.
0: Yeah, no, I love it. And I feel like, you know, like the perfect time to listen to this, and I know you're listening to this now, whenever you're listening to it, is at night, in your bed, with the lights up, with like a candle burning, and just like, just lie in bed and just listen to the story
2: plus Jessica's voice was just so soothing Mm. I could just listen to her forever and you know the best place I think this should be played is on the tube in London yes what to get you just relaxed hey get into the office (laughs) so you can deal with all those crazy people oh my god okay Uh, all right like pick your scenario mine or Malikas all right (laughs) no but no I love it I love it
0: I'm super excited for the next audio diary because it was sent in by one of my favorite younger African feminists, Selma. She's an all round, like, incredible person, a graphic designer, um, an incredible content creator. And at the same time, I just need to let people know that, you know, trigger warning. This is also a story about sexual assault. Mm -hmm. It is also a story about like incredible sex. Mm -hmm. But, you know, sadly, sometimes the reality of our bedrooms is that they're not just sites of pleasure, Mm -hmm. but also sometimes sites of pain. Mm -hmm. So if you don't feel emotionally ready to listen to a difficult story, you might want to jump ahead Mm -hmm. and come back to this when you're ready.
2: Thank you for warning our audience.
0: So I traveled to Germany
5: to do my master's in September 2021. I joined Hinge um to just, you know, meet new people, mostly just to hook up. And I came across two guys from the US Army. Um, the first guy was very interesting. Um, we had like a really good vibe, but then he was also very unresponsive via text. And I felt like he was taking a piss. And then this other guy um he was really cool um when we finally began having sex it was really great um he would eat me out for hours he was very adventurous in bed and i felt that i could be as expressive as i wanted to without feeling self-conscious around him it was really nice Then one day he came over and then asked to spend the night. And I think it had been a while since we had had sex and I wasn't really, you know, feeling like doing it with him because I was doing it more often with my new partner. And I don't know, I woke up one morning and it seemed... He seemed kind of digested. So I was like, you know what? Let me let this boy give me head because I can at least do that, (laughs) feed the children. So like I took a shower, he went down on me. And then just after I had come, like I was so exhausted, he asked if he could, you know, go ahead and have intercourse, like stick his penis inside me. And I said, no. And he took advantage of my very vulnerable, exhausted state. And he raped me. So, yeah, that was a really difficult moment for me. He did that and then he rolled over and fell asleep on my bed. And I felt very unsafe and very violated. And once he left I texted him about what he did and then I blocked him and I didn't look back since. Um, yeah, Um And I just tried to find ways of dealing with it and moving past it. And um, one of the ways that was really helpful was I actually made a video about all the sexual violations that I had faced in my life. I think just reflecting on the reality that even at my big age, with my big feminist self, I could still face such abuse. Um, It was quite painful to sit with. So I think, My sex life was just on one track after that. I was just with my current partner with whom I feel very compatible. And that was great until I came to Ghana. And in Ghana, I wasn't necessarily looking for anything serious. But, you know, sometimes you just get horny and you want to call somebody. The last one was it was just this particularly horny ovulation period and there's this guy that I swore I'd never sleep with again, nothing on him, he's a really sweet guy, Um good head on his shoulders but he sees in me somebody he wants to dominate him, like he wants me to dominate him, he wants me to like slap him around make him do my chores order him to fuck me things like that and for some reason I communicate that vibe because he tends to like you know annoy me even though I think he's like you know sexually exciting, he tends to annoy me so I just keep him at arm's length and he's like constantly liking my posts and trying to get me things I like and writing me poetry. Anyway, I was so horny (laughs) that I broke my own rule and I called him and he came, he gave me what I needed. Like, he really, really stayed on it. I had like a very good experience with him. Um, But By the next morning, I was ready to not do that again. So, it ended. I think that was it till I came back with my partner. Um, we do it when we feel like it. I'd say there is really nothing crazy going on with us. Um, a couple of weeks ago, we actually, like, had a candid conversation about our sexual fantasies and things like that. I think we are very sexually honest with each other, which is really refreshing. But yeah, that's kind of how things have been for me.
0: This story really broke my heart. It really broke my heart. Um I think it's especially difficult when you're sexually assaulted by someone you trust somebody you've actually let into your intimate space yeah
2: and then for them to assault you in that way and then roll over and go to sleep in your bed how do you feel safe in your bed after Absolutely. that
0: Absolutely And I think the issue is A lot of men don't actually know what it is To sexually assault someone He's probably thinking Oh we just had sex But she said no Right It doesn't matter if you've given her head for 10 hours Right She said no to penetration Yeah And you forced yourself on her
2: Absolutely That's rape That is rape That is rape But then I also want to acknowledge that, you know, she was able to claim her her power back and still continue to to seek pleasure, um, albeit probably in a place that she didn't want it from. She talked about this guy writing her poetry and going, "Ugh, (laughs) that was funny. That (laughs) That was was funny. funny.
0: At the same time, I feel like I don't know, I can definitely resonate with that. Right. Somebody who is like so into you and you're not into, into that them. person Ugh. but there's a day you're super horny and you're like okay yeah come eat me out just yeah. because you know I've, I've done that
2: i would like to say i've done it but i've just haven't lived that risque life i'm very, very boring <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, I guess
0: it's like, it's also like the single life, right? Like sometimes you just have needs and you need somebody to meet them. And there's somebody who's constantly in your case. So one day you just say, yeah, come over for some pity sex.
2: (laughs) He's not Mr. Right. He's Mr. Right now. Exactly. (laughs) Yes. All right.
0: Thank you, Selma, for having us in your bedroom. We appreciate it. And for sharing that really difficult story with you. Sending you lots of love and healing energies.
2: Next, we have a story from Bridget. Bridget is a multimedia producer and host currently based between the U.S. and Kenya for reasons that will soon make sense. hmm
6: My grandma once told me that the only boy worth crying over was a dead one and that the best way to get over someone old was to get into someone new. I was probably 15. But it was advice I came to live by. I became what an early 2000s relationship blog would call a serial monogamous. So when my eight-year relationship started to crumble and finally imploded under the weight of gaslighting, lies, and side chicks, I vowed to do things differently. Plus, when I told my therapist about my grandma's advice, she said, respectfully, that's terrible advice. After the requisite amount of healing and reflection, my therapist and I decided it was time for me to go back to the streets. My hot girl days might have been over, but hot auntie summer was just beginning. My therapist didn't tell me to do this part, but I decided this would also be my whole phase. Those damn boyfriends and early offs respectability had prevented me from having a proper one in my twenties. I ripped the band-aid off by meeting up with the Nigerian engineer I've been chatting with on Hinge. He lived in South Africa and was in town for business. He was tall, had broad shoulders, nice legs, pretty white teeth, decent conversation, and a few jokes. A perfect first experiment. I built up my liquid courage and invited him back to my apartment to smoke a joint. We ended up in my bed where he insisted I ride him the whole time while he mumbled so juicy over and over again. A few minutes later, he came, I didn't, and I found a way to politely kick him out. I had a lot of dates with men I couldn't muster any sexual feelings for, and a few with men I would have fucked had they feigned consistency or interest for five minutes. There was a guy on Hinge that I kept around for way longer than I should have because he could have taught a class on multiple orgasms. Once, in a moment of weakness, I asked him how he was so damn good, and he said, I just listen to your body and fuck you how your pussy tells me to. I almost melted. Now, I'm sure he was slanging that line and that dick to multiple women in the DMV area, but I didn't even care. There was the recently divorced guy, On our first date, he took me to a sold-out concert that he just happened to have tickets to. And the first time we had sex, he covered his bed with plastic, warmed up some kind of oil, and gave me a tantric sex massage with his body. It was weird. But he planned great dates, and he brought me dinner when I didn't ask for it. When my homegirl invited me to Ghana for December, I knew it was time to take this pussy on a tour. But I slipped into my old habits and met Mr. Italia. We met on Bumble. He was in a crowd visiting his family for the holidays, but lived in Italy. We hit it off, and what started off as a joke about me extending my trip so we could hang became a reality when he booked a hotel and I pushed my flight to lay up with him. I spent the week riding his face, and by the end of it, we were walking into Bloom Bar holding hands. Q Andre 3000 prototype. We decided to keep in touch and see where it goes. We talked every day, and soon I was planning a spring birthday trip to Italy. We weren't in a relationship, but inadvertently and against my therapist's advice, I stopped swiping and only responded to the occasional text from Mr. Multiple Orgasms. I may be a serial monogamous, but I know a good thing when I got it. When my trip to Italy finally rolled around, it took a few days to find the chemistry we had in a crop, but eventually he started to loosen up. We were fucking on his couch and in his kitchen in no time. I left thinking, this is going to be my man. He had other ideas. We continued to talk, but less frequently. He then announced that he was moving to East Africa. I'd already had a trip planned to East Africa for a wedding and to visit a few friends. So I thought it would be a perfect time for us to solidify our relationship and make some commitments. I floated this idea to him and after a few weeks of avoidance, he told me he liked me, but didn't think a serious relationship would work because he didn't want to do long distance. And there I was about to kick off the second leg of the pussy tour. I'd learned enough at this point though, to start swiping. So by the time I arrived, I'd already been chatting with an American guy from the West Coast who moved to East Africa on a whim and decided to stay. And I'd with a Kenyan photographer who my homegirl said looked like black Jesus. He was tall and beautiful and patient and kind and thoughtful and he vibed with my friends. So much so that when I invited him to our Airbnb with every intention of fucking him, it took hours for me to get him alone. That night though, eventually, he ate my pussy until I came twice. And to my surprise, picked me up as I wrapped my legs around his waist. Y'all already know how I feel about multiple orgasms. I extended my stay for a few days and we spent pretty much every minute of it together. I was staying with one of my best friends who just so happened to be housemates with a friend of his. The rom-com writes itself. A few days visit turned into a few weeks, which turned into a couple of months. Yes, for two months, I spent every day with the man I'd just met while I was supposedly on a whole world tour. It was the most serial monogamous thing I'd ever done. We explored the country together, talked about our lives and our families, ate street chicken, hung out with our friends, slept on a twin bed, and fell in love. When I left to go back to the States, we both cried. And a month later, I came back to visit him. And now, I have a boyfriend. That's how my whole phase ended. thwarted by Kenyan Jesus.
0: I am so ready to take my pussy on a tour right now.
2: Is it going to be global or regional?
0: I think you know. I want to go global. Like, Yeah, <laughs> go big or go home. Seriously, and I'm ready for Black Jesus. Mm. I'm ready for Mr. Multiple Orgasms. Mm-hmm. I'm even ready to fly to Italy for some good D. I was there recently. <laughs> yes, I did. I mean, I had my wine and all of those things. I didn't add D to the you list. didn't add D to the but, list. But now I think I need a do that.
2: <laughs> What did you think about her grandmother's advice?
0: I liked her grandmother's advice. Mm-hmm. I thought it was spot on.
2: It was good advice. I think her therapist got it wrong. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Like the therapist, I almost want to say she needs their feedback, but the therapist was also the person who told her to go on a global tour. Yes, she did. Which I agree with. Yeah, so, so okay. she keeps keep some of the money. Yeah, she can keep some of the yeah. money. Yeah.
2: The other thing I liked is the, the imagery that she painted and this guy, Mr. Tantric Sex mm-hmm. with the oil and the plastic on the bed. You know, some
0: things are a good idea only in your mind.
2: Or in theory, and then like in practice, it's like this is not working. It's like too much oil, <laughs> not enough plastic.
0: <laughs> like it's just a lot. It's yeah, it's just
2: it's not. And then work. you get
0: hot, sweaty. Yeah. And, oh yeah, nah.
2: It's like having a flashback to when you were a kid, and your 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 grandparents would cover the furniture in plastic.
0: I hated that. Yeah, I really that did. is not
2: a sexy memory. No, not Don't at all. Don't recreate that. Not
0: at all. But Black Jesus, mm. we're glad you exist.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's it for today's episode. I hope you
0: enjoyed our audio diaries. And I think take my advice and re-listen to this episode several times at night, you know, before you go to bed, and then like reach for your sex toy and sort yourself out.
2: Or re-listen to it while you're on the train, on your way to work. What is
0: it? We don't sit on trains in most parts of Africa, you know. <laughs> and in a trot. trust me, it's not fun
2: just say it no this would not be fun in a chore yes I'm glad we agree on that. we agree on that okay fine
0: so join us next episode because we keep the hot sexy stories coming
2: and we want you to keep coming
3: The Adventures from the Bedrooms of African Women podcast is hosted by Malaika Grant and Nana Darko Chiyama. Zali Chan, AQ Studios' CEO, is an executive producer alongside the hosts. Ferdi Boswell is a senior producer. Audio editors are Mercy Barno and Tevin Sudi, alongside production support from Mercy Gudaga and Lucas Ngao. The Adventures from the Bedrooms of African Women podcast is a production of AQ Studios in partnership with Massey Media. Follow us on all our socials at IQ Studios Podcasts. Our theme music is Damn by Rhea Boss. Find Adventures from the Bedrooms of African Women anywhere you get your podcasts and in the pursuit of all things sex, sexuality and pleasure, follow us on all our social media platforms at Adventures From. Thank you for listening.